0: Tennessee picks up a commit over the weekend, a running back four-star, and that was just the tip of the iceberg for the 865 Live Tennessee Recruiting Talk here on your Monday, Locked on Balls. You are Locked on Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. what is up everybody welcome into it this is locked on vols i am your host eric kane appreciate you guys being here today as always for making locked on Balls your first listen each and every day shout out everydayers everydayers tomorrow is the mailbag edition of the show so get in your questions comments concerns Tennessee football, basketball, baseball, recruiting, whatever you guys have. If you guys just want to ask me a question, at underscore Kaner and at lock Tom we'll answer those questions on tomorrow's shows. But appreciate you guys subscribing to Locked On balls on the YouTube channel and wherever you find your podcast. Uh, we are an audio-first podcast, so appreciate you guys supporting it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. All right, uh, got a lot to get into today. But first and foremost, want to give shout-outs. Want to give congrats to the Lady Ball softball team college world series bound oklahoma city how about that first time since 2015 that is uh that's some great stuff really is it's been a fun team to watch a little bit this year when i could and obviously keep track of hopefully i will have on a lady ball softball correspondence uh, here to the podcast uh hopefully tomorrow maybe this week but to kind of talk about lady ball softball because they deserve some conversation i know a lot of you guys have been mentioning that to me but 100 congratulations to those ladies got a bunch of stuff to get into today. Let's go ahead and start off with uh, recruiting. Recruiting talk in segment one, Tennessee, a defensive lineman, DJ Terry enters the portal. That's in segment two. And then Mackenzie Milton to Tennessee. Interesting stuff. Uh, what's his role going to be? That is in segment number three. Tennessee picks up a commit, the 12th commit for the class of 2024. It is a highly rated four-star prospect by the name of Peyton Lewis. He is six foot one, 190 pounds, from Salem, Virginia. Uh, according to the On3 industry rankings, he's the 197th overall prospect in the country. So he is a top 200 player according to the industry rankings, which again weights uh, 25% for On3, 25% from uh, 247, and actually a little bit more for on three. I forgot the percentages. We did this a couple. I work for the company. I should know this. But the uh, the rankings are weighted heavily more for on three and two, four, sevens. Uh, I think 25% for arrivals.com uh, and I think 10% for ESPN. But nonetheless, um, it, it top 200 player, good player. Uh, 197th ranked player in the country, 13th running back in the nation, the fourth prospect from the state of Virginia. And, um, you know, we're really intrigued to see kind of what he looks like here. Uh, This is a guy that Tennessee, you know, coveted, the Tennessee light that Tennessee got on campus. He had been trending to Tennessee for quite some time. And ultimately, uh, he went ahead and made his commitment known Saturday during the 865 Live Memorial Day recruiting events. Uh, Big props to Jerry Mack for getting this done. And Tennessee now has 12 commits for the class of 2024. They are top 10 in the uh, 2024 uh, football industry comparison commits, uh, the, the rankings, if you will, the national rankings, ninth, moving up from number 12, joining fellow uh, big-time prospects and Jake Merklinger, who's a top 75 prospect, J.J. Harrell, who's a top 125 prospect, Jonathan Eccles, who's a top 30 prospect, Caleb Beasley, who's a top 140 prospect, and then there is Peyton Lewis. So uh, that that was really, really good news. If you look over at com, the impact analysis that was written by my colleague, um, Matt Ray kind of breaking down this commitment, and he has a quote in here from speaking with On Three Director of Scouting and Rankings Charles Powers. Um, this was a quote to VolQuest Quote: With Peyton Lewis, you have to start with the speed. This is a guy who can run in the uh, the ten fives and the one hundred meters in track, and also has very good times in the fifty five meters. He transfers that over to the football field you can see it with his ability to pull away at the second level he breaks off long runs i think that skill set is one that is very valuable in tennessee's offense when tennessee gets a defense in a bad look when they run up tempo you go with the quick handoff having the running back that can pull away at once he gets at the second level due to a favorable look and is really valuable in tennessee's offense he shows the ability to break some tackles at the second level he is not just a speed back i think he has some well-rounded facets to his game I think from a skill set perspective, the type of back that he is, he is an ideal fit for what Tennessee does with Josh Heupel. I think he is a really nice get for Tennessee. He has a potential to be an explosive playmaker once he starts getting carries, and uh, that is the end quote. That is a, a you know a message from Charles Powers, the director of scouting and rankings over at On Three, and uh, he gave that quote to our impact analysis over at volquest.com so weekend was started off on a really really good note that is the first running back commit for tennessee and a lot of fans are saying why can't tennessee get a running back why can't tennessee get a high-end running back uh this is a top 200 player um is it a five star no it's not is it a top 50 player no it's not but this is a really really nice player so good job by tennessee uh, moving up to number nine in the uh Industry rankings uh, for uh, the national scale and picking up its 12th commit, first running back by the name of Peyton Lewis. Uh, what else from the recruiting weekend for Tennessee? Well, uh, a lot of good stuff. Uh, Tennessee, you know, hosted the Memorial Day 865 live event. We got tons of coverage. Uh, you know, Saturday night, Sunday, Monday, over at VolQuest.com. Hope you guys have been checking that out and become members uh, with us over at VolQuest.com. It started with Peyton Lewis's commit, but. You know, we talked to a number of high-end prospects that were on campus. Matt Ray, Austin Price, Rob Lewis is over there. Brent Hubs and myself back at the home base and kind of churning out some content. A real team effort, but a great job by Matt and Austin getting over there and, and, and you know talking with these guys. And these are blue chip prospects who are on campus. It just really goes to show you the the elite pool of players Tennessee is dipping into now. And you know, Sammy Brown had his official commit or he had his official visit. Excuse me. Uh, at Tennessee this weekend. And I still think he, you know, is is a long shot for Tennessee. I really do. But I think Tennessee and, you know, talking with Austin and Matt and kind of seeing, you know, what he's been saying. I think Tennessee might be second now, pulling even, if not in front of Clemson, um, if he were to not go to Georgia. But uh, he, he wrapped up his official visits and uh, Tennessee looks to be in good position, but still still behind the leader in Georgia who's been the you know full foregone conclusion that that's where he is going to go a wide receiver Amari Jefferson of Baylor School in the Chattanooga area he was quoted earlier this week and saying that Tennessee's probably behind Georgia and Alabama uh, coming out of this uh this Saturday visit he said that they pulled even which is really really good he'll be back on for a June 23rd through 25th official visits and he is a prospect that is coveted as and as highly regarded as Mike Matthews and as Ryan Wingo to this coaching staff, especially being an in-state prospect this is big and it sounds like Amari Jefferson had a really, really good weekend here at Tennessee. Uh, Daniel Hill, another running back. Um, you know, you got Peyton Lewis, but you want to add another running back in this class. Highly rated four-star prospect. First time ever being at Tennessee, and it was a good weekend for him. He said he didn't really know what to expect. He didn't really have Tennessee highly regarded because he hadn't been here yet, but he got here. He liked it here, and he'll definitely be back. Going to give him an official visit most likely, and uh, he has Tennessee in his top three right now, so that was good to see from highly rated four-star prospect running back Daniel Hill. Uh, Marion Fountain, defensive lineman. Tennessee really, really likes him. The relationship with Rodney Garner um, has gone a long, long way. Looking like a summertime decision for uh, for a fountain, he will officially visit Tennessee in June. So that was good getting him back on campus this weekend to kind of, you know, flush that out, uh, Georgia commit mellow Jones. Uh, he is a guy that I believe this can go all the way down into December. He's committed to Georgia right now. It's going to be, it's going to be between Georgia, Alabama, and Tennessee. And, um, he right now says he's coming back, you know, likely for an official visit, I believe that's what he said, uh, for the Tennessee Georgia game in November, And want to see i'm sure tennessee will try their darndest to get him to campus for an official well before that because if you are competing for a prospect you don't want them to come to that game where you're playing that team where you're going up against why not because Tennessee doesn't believe it can be georgia but you know why on earth would you want them to go to that game you know the chance of losing you want to get them in for another game or another weekend in june and try to get that official visit stay on top of mind and all that type of stuff especially considering November is a long time away. Right. So we'll see if Tennessee can flip uh, mellow Jones and then boo Carter, you know, another one of those guys says he'll be back here in June for an official visit. Michigan's in that play, Ohio state, Florida, Miami, Colorado. Um, the guy that loves the process, but you know, getting back down to campus this weekend, not a whole lot of football talk this past week, but, uh, spending time with coaches, talking with other players, kind of bonding, I'm having a whole lot of fun. That was kind of the message from Boo Carter and a lot of these other prospects. Not a whole lot of football talk, just kind of hanging out fun, doing corny stuff like scavenger hunts and mini putt-putt. It sounds really silly from the outside, which I I agree, I think it does sound silly, but you get these guys in there and they get competitive, right? (laughs) And they, they, they... Uh, they don't want to lose in the scavenger hunt and it becomes fun and it becomes you know just again another bonding experience so it sounds like tennessee had a really really good weekend for the a65 live amir jackson another guy Jaden riddell commits to georgia amir jackson you know georgia or florida tennessee's in this picture now he came up and spent time with coach heupel and tennessee coaches for uh, the first time ever on campus that was big so um we'll see these seeds were planted we'll see which ones uh you know flower Uh, by the end of june you like that uh maybe by the end of the summer uh that this weekend was monumental for tennessee's 2023 recruiting class and uh it hopes to be the same here for 2024 but tennessee does get one commit out of the weekend four-star running back peyton lewis tennessee now has 12 commits for the class of 2024 and uh, we will see what comes of this weekend sounds like a really really good weekend for the 865 live hey when we come back tennessee loses a defensive lineman to the transfer portal how big of a loss is this it's a loss in more ways than one we'll discuss when we return right here on Locked On Vols but hey I'll remind you guys about a proud sponsor of the show that is Bill Bar. if you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories then you need the best tasting protein bar ever that is built if you're like me summertime is here you don't want to sacrifice your snacks uh for for you know uh, for you don't want to sacrifice your uh snacks for a t- you know healthy tasting things that might taste kind of poor uh but you're not going to get that with built the Bill bars or the puffs why well it's covered in 100 percent real chocolates so everybody loves chocolate right But it's stacked with 17 grams of protein, only has 4 grams of sugar, only 130 calories. You're kind of getting the best of both worlds. It tastes really, really well. It's 100% 100 dark chocolate, and it's stuffed with protein with light on the calories and the sugar. And now you don't have to wait around and order your boxes at Built.com. You still can for specialty flavors. But now you can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club, buy a 4-bar box of Built Bar or Puffs. At Walmart, maybe a 13-bar box of Built Bars or Puffs. At, uh, at your Sam's club or continue as always to build to order specialty flavors that is at built.com built.com built bars they're amazing you've got to try them all right guys we'll go back into your Monday edition of locked on Vols with Eric Kane. appreciate you guys being here shout out every day or just don't forget Twitter Tuesday that is coming up on tomorrow's show any questions you guys want to ask me about literally anything? Uh, those are some of my favorite questions when they're not about, you know, Tennessee or Tennessee football or whatever. Of course, I love those questions. Those are fun. We'll discuss. And, you know, last year we got a couple or last week we got a couple segments out of some Twitter Tuesdays. So that's the challenge. Try to make me spend a couple of segments on it. And trust me, that's a welcome challenge because we are in the month of May and June. That is a slow month. So I love those ideas there. But anything you guys want to ask me about football, recruiting, anything Tennessee, anything about my life, anything, just whatever. Uh, at underscore Kaner and at Lockdown Tom We'll spend some time on tomorrow's show for you, every dayers. Uh, of course, when you make that your first listen. Got a haircut this week. Shout out to Harry's down there in Halls. Did a fantastic job making this ugly mug look a little bit more presentable. You know the phrase, I got a face for radio for sure, but when I go get my haircut at Harry's, um, I look a little bit more presentable uh, in front of the camera. So they got a great location uh, down there in Halls. Do a fantastic job. Little beer trim. Got my hard part here uh, looking great. So uh, go see Harry's down in halls uh, for all of your haircutting needs. All right, so we've got Deshaun Terry. Uh, He entered the transfer portal on Friday, and he'd been a guy that kind of been rumored that way. Um, He missed spring due to a family situation that he had to go attend to, but he was back. Uh, He graduated. He walked, and and the thought was that everything was going to be okay with him. Uh, turns out because of his family situation, um, he is going to try to uh, transfer somewhere closer back home in Mississippi. And so I don't think this is a situation where, you know, he's leaving looking for the bag, you know, uh, not 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 happy with playing time, all that type of stuff. I just think that this was a family situation that he needed to go be closer to home so um, nonetheless Deshaun Terry has left the program has entered the transfer portal and that means Tennessee's kind of at a loss of a a key position more on that here in a moment but uh, in two seasons at Tennessee if you remember he came over from Kansas he was recruited by Rodney Gardner um, early on in the recruiting process uh, but he stuck with it he went to uh, Kansas and he lost a whole lot of weight and kind of turned into a football player transferred over to Tennessee before the 2021 season And uh, you know, played a big role for Tennessee. Started some games over the last two years, but as we know, that defensive line—it's a rotational Um, position—and so he wasn't out there for 60 snaps a game. But in two seasons, he had 35 tackles, six TFLs, and three sacks at Tennessee. Um, As a graduate transfer, I believe he will have two years of eligibility remaining um, at his next stop, and due to the COVID year as well. So. Um, we'll see exactly what he's going to do. He'll have to be in a hurry because summer classes are beginning this week, and um, you know he'll he'll need to find a spot and get enrolled and, and get into practice and all that type of stuff, um, or get into workouts rather as quickly as he can. He'll have immediate eligibility, and again, I believe he has two years of eligibility remaining. So, what does that mean for Tennessee? Well, in the grand scheme of things, you don't think it'll mean an awful lot, right? But I mean, Tennessee, you know, in terms of def- defensive tackle bodies. They don't have an awful lot. That's why you went out and got Omar Norman Lott, you know, this last offseason, right? And so, you know, at Leo, you, you feel good about the options. Somebody's got to step up. Somebody's got to take that step and, and and be a player. You know, Roman Harrison's going to get a ton of PT, Joshua Joseph, James Pierce, Caleb Herring. You've got a lot of high-end players there, especially with Josephs, Pierce, and Herring. Um, on the other side of the strong side defensive end, you know, Tyler Barron's an option. He's been here a while, and his ceiling is so high. If he can find some consistency, you have Tyree West, Dominic Bailey. All those guys have played a lot of football for you the last couple of years. But at the two defensive tackle spots, the shade, the three, uh, the five at, at points in times, you know, whenever you're moving around, the interior guys, if you will, you don't have an awful lot of bodies. Omar, Th- Omari Thomas is... Uh, kind of the big man on the block. He's kind of your starter. He's a guy that you saw his snap count come down a little bit as the year went on last year, and that's a good thing. You don't ever want a Matthew Butler situation where you're playing you know, over 800 snaps in a season. Rodney Garner does not want that whatsoever. Uh, but Amari Thomas is back, and Amari Thomas is a guy that's going to lead that group. You got Bryson Eason, who, man, I love his story. Part of the Whitehaven Trio, uh, the recruiting class of 2021, I believe. And you know, starting at linebacker and then moving to the defensive end and then moving into the interior, he had a red shirt. He was always a bigger guy. And he's turned into a really nice option in the interior for Rodney Garner and for Tennessee. Um, he still has the athleticism as a guy that played linebacker, a guy that played out in space. Uh, but he weighs 300 pounds, and he's quick. And the more and more he learns and deciphers how to play the defensive tackle position, the better he gets. But, you know, he played a big role each last, or really last year. He's going to continue to play a big role this year. So Omari Thomas and Bryce Neeson will lead that group. And then who do you have? Well, you have Omar Norman Lott. And I think at points in times this spring, he was kind of in no man's land. But, again, he was coming over from Arizona State, adapting to the way Tennessee practices, the way Tennessee drills, the way Rodney Garner coaches. Uh, and, and I know we say it all the time, but unless you've seen it in person and I've seen it a couple of times <laughs> – you know practice the few minutes we've been out there boy he gets after it a baptism by fire if you will is kind of where omar norman lot was this spring Uh, but he is a guy that's played an awful lot and he'll have a couple of years here at tennessee and um, i believe he'll have a couple years and uh, he'll be in that rotation this fall for sure you also have elijah simmons elijah simmons is a guy that's had such a, a high ceiling he's always been a guy that you uh, you thought of that that could be great but has never been consistent enough injuries have been a thing weight has been a thing for him trying to keep it off um it, it's a guy that's you know whenever he's right he's explosive he might be one of the better defensive linemen in the in the country in terms of pure athleticism and and just force but but again it's never it's never all come together if you will and so um Elijah Simmons now more than ever i think is going to Have to step up and have to step up in a big way. Uh, You've got, um, you know, pretty much a 12-minute rotation for Tennessee on that defensive line. We're including the ends, the Leos, and the defensive tackles. So, not a whole lot of guys going to be charged with playing a whole lot of snaps, but you want guys to be fresh. But with the loss of Amari McNeil, with the loss of Deshaun Terry, with the loss of. You know some of these other guys. Uh, Tennessee's numbers at the defensive tackle spot, in particular, are kind of dwindling a little bit. Again, you've got Omar, uh, Omari Thomas, Bryce Eason, Omar Norman Lott, Elijah Simmons. You know that's four. You know I think David uh, Hobbs will be in that conversation. The five-star freshman who missed spring, um, but uh, is a guy that is, is going to, you know, be a big be a big part of this uh, defensive line for years to come, in my opinion. Uh, Maybe Nathan Robinson, maybe Trevor Duncan, deciphering on where they're going to put him. Is it going to be offense? Is it going to be defense? Uh, Tennessee just needs bodies, and they need to grow up in a hurry. So Deshaun Terry, a a decent player, not an all-star, not a guy that was a regular starter for Tennessee, but a guy that ate up some snaps and a guy that was productive, and uh, it's a position of where there's not a whole lot of bodies. So him leaving, it's a little bit concerning for Tennessee, But, of course, some of these young guys have got to grow up in a hurry, and you are going to have to rely more and more on Amari Thomas, Omar Norman Lott, Bryce Neeson, and Elijah Simmons. So um, I wouldn't characterize this as big-time news, but it is worth noting, again, just because it is a position um, where there's not a whole lot of bodies. Uh, You don't want to lose any of these guys, and I'm not saying any of these Leos have arrived, but if you you drop one Leo, you still have three other ones that you know are going to play and, and can play for you. Um, it wouldn't be as big of a deal. Maybe if you drop a defensive back, you know, Tennessee's been playing shorthanded in the defensive backfield um, all the time, it feels like. But because it's defensive tackle, you know, we'll see exactly what happens. But best of luck to Deshaun Terry. Hopefully his family situation is is resolved and uh, he can continue his uh, collegiate career elsewhere and find success. Hey, when we come back, McKenzie Milton, yeah, does that name ring a bell? One of college football's best quarterbacks a couple years ago. Um, he is now on staff, reuniting with Josh Heupel. What does this mean? What will he do? More on that here in a moment when Locked On Balls returns. All right, guys, we got a couple more seg- We got a couple more minutes left here of this Monday edition of Locked On Balls. Appreciate you guys being here. Shout out every day or Twitter Tuesday tomorrow. Um, love you guys that continue to tune in when it's not the season. Obviously, the numbers are. Just through the roof for this show uh during the months of football. And I can't thank you enough. But um those of you that continue to show up in May and June and July and, and April, um, can't say enough. You guys are are truly, truly incredible. And um, you know, every sense of the word, every day or so. Uh what do I have for you here in segment number three? Well, McKenzie Milton. You remember who McKenzie Milton was? Yeah, he was one of the best quarterbacks in the country, albeit at a group of five at UCF, you know, really, really good quarterback. Had that devastating injury um finished his career at fsu and then that's kind of all she wrote right but the um the comeback story is kind of the the theme here with mckenzie milton when it's all said and done you know i'll get into that here in a moment but essentially he got hurt in the 2018 season and then he didn't see action again until the 2021 season as a backup quarterback at fsu but the fact that he overcame all those odds and came back to the field is truly inspiring well mckenzie milton who was coached by Josh Heupel for, um, you know, really one season as a starting quarterback until his injury. And then, of course, he was still in the program and on the team and everything before his transfer uh, during his injury. Um, He is reuniting with Josh Heupel, and he is becoming an offensive analyst for the University of Tennessee. Uh, That was announced over the weekend. Um, It's really interesting. I I like this move. This is a quote from Heupel from the UT release, Quote, McKenzie represents everything that is great about college football. His perseverance, determination, and leadership are attributes that can make him successful as a player and will no doubt translate to him being an outstanding future coach. He's always been a student of the game and understands the why behind what we do. We are thrilled to welcome McKenzie uh, and, uh, I guess, his wife Janie and son Madden to Rocky Top. If you look at what Milton did at UCF, in three seasons on the field at UCF, uh, he threw for 8,683 yards, 72 touchdowns. He accounted for 9,761 yards of total offense, the third most in UCF history. Milton combined for 92 touchdowns at UCF, completed 61.8 completion percentage. If you remember when UCF won the national championship, right? I love making fun of that. I will never make fun of I will never not make fun of that. And even though Danny White, who was the athletic director at UCF, was there when the self-proclaimed self-appointed national champion UCF you know kind of did all that Twitter parade I will never not make fun of that I think it's hilarious even in the real time back then I understood what he was doing I understand what he's doing now and obviously or understand now what he was doing especially seeing him up close and, and working and what he's doing here at Tennessee Danny Watt is a salesman Danny White uh, is an advertiser Danny White is good at his job so what he was doing by the whole self-proclaimed national championship thing back in 2017 um, was bringing eyeballs to UCF, you know, bringing money, bringing advertisement, all that type of stuff. I mean, it was smart. It was funny, but it was smart. Uh, but if you remember during that season, Mackenzie Milton was your starting quarterback who was phenomenal and for Scott Frost and all that, you know, before he left to go to uh, Nebraska. Uh, he led UCF to a perfect 13-0 record in that season in 2017, including a win over Auburn in the Peach Bowl. He was Peach Bowl MVP. He came in eighth in the Heisman Trophy voting and was a finalist for the Manning Award. He broke a single-season UCF records for passing yards, touchdowns, passing efficiency, and yards per attempt. Uh, He was sixth in the Heisman Trophy voting later that year. Uh, with his first season uh, with Josh Heupel, he led UCF to an 11 and 0 regular season record. He was a two time all, all let's see he was a two time American Athletic Conference Player of the Year, and in 2021 he was named the Mayo Clinic Comeback Player of the Year after coming back from the devastating knee injury that sidelined him in 2018. So he had let's see here as a freshman he had really really good numbers. Of course as a sophomore he had that great great season. And then before his injury in 2018, let's see here. He had 4,337 passing yards, 37 touchdowns, nine interceptions as a sophomore in 2017. Then he threw for 2,663 yards, 25 touchdowns, six interceptions as a junior uh, in 2018 before suffering a career-threatening knee injury in November of 2018. The reconstructive surgery repaired at required to repair Milton's leg left him sidelined for more than 1,000 days before returning to the field in 2021. He came out, uh, you know, whenever the one-time transfer, actually, I think this is before that, but anyway, he came out, announced he was going to transfer. Dylan Gabriel come on and taking that team by storm. Of course, now you know, Dylan Gabriel is, is in Oklahoma, but uh, he came in, did really, really well. Mackenzie Milton said, hey, this is Dylan's team now. Um, I want to step out of the spotlight I want to play, but this is his team and I respect that so he left he went to FSU and you know he was a backup at FSU we saw a little bit in that September fifth game he led a 10 point comeback against Notre Dame Notre Dame still won but essentially you know his starting days were over but he came back and he played and I thought that was huge it was it was a great story. Of college football perseverance determination all that type of stuff and then his season ended at florida state in 2021 uh why i think this is super super interesting at, at tennessee first it reunites him and Hypel, you know quarterback and and coach and of course joey halsley's got a great success story in that regard he was a quarterback in that room at oklahoma back in the early in the mid-2000s he's been with Hypel for the last 15 years and now look he's offensive coordinator at tennessee with josh Heupel. he is an extension of josh Heupel in this offense uh, maybe McKenzie Milton can be that down the line. Who knows? But he's getting his coaching career started at Tennessee as an offensive analyst. Why I love all this. I love it because he was a good quarterback. I love the determination factor coming back from injury. I love all this as well. But this is also interesting, and I don't think enough people are kind of talking about this right now. He's an offensive analyst, of course. You know, you have to separate uh, for the for the most part, obviously. I mean, you can endorse and you can support and everything. Coaching staff to NIL collectives. Uh, but of course you got to leave all the you know the, the the monetary stuff to the NIL collective we understand that right but this is a guy that recognizes name image and likeness value okay so when he transferred to Florida State and when na- name image likeness became a thing in July of 2021 Milton was one of the first athletes to take advantage of the new rules if you remember he and Miami quarterback Derek King remember god he was all over it right he was never a very good quarterback they became the co-founders and public faces of dreamfield it was a company specializing and booking live appearances for student athletes and uh, they were big in nfts um uh, he was a subject of dreamland's first nft auction set for july 6 2021 i mean he was he was really big in that movement right so he's a guy that was a former player not too long ago now trying to be a coach understanding the landscape in today's realm of name in likeness right he kind of hits on all three you know if you're checking the boxes here he kind of he kind of hits on all those I think that uh the, the sky is the potential for him as a coach and I think it's really really interesting that he's going to be here at Tennessee so offensive analysts what's that mean well in a brief 30 second synopsis um you can help with practice and all that type of stuff but you are you are game planning, you are watching film, you are scouting, you are putting together, you're helping put together game plans, you're helping put together scouts, breaking down film, all that type of stuff. You're in the quarterback room, you can help in all that, you just can't be an on-the-field coach. And a lot of stepping stones for great coaches started with offensive analyst positions, or if you were somewhere, you got fired, you come in, you be an analyst, and you get back into the game. Um, I, th- I think this is huge. And what can this mean for... A young quarterback like Nico Iamaliaba, I just think that it's really, really good that a guy like Mackenzie Milton, who speaks that language, quarterback, NIL, expectations, all that type of stuff, and even with Joe Milton, starter, transfer, starter, bench, now back to starter. I think he can speak many different languages and i think he's going to be big for the university of tennessee so intriguing to see kind of how all this works out uh, should be exciting mckenzie milton now an offensive analyst here at tennessee reuniting with his former college coach and josh heupel all right a jam-packed fun edition of locked on balls here on a monday hope you guys enjoyed it uh, we'll come back we will answer your twitter tuesday questions uh, tomorrow hope you guys all enjoyed your Memorial Day and you will enjoy your Memorial Day celebrations today uh, stay safe we really, really do appreciate you guys we'll come back we'll break down where Tennessee is going in regional play that announcement set for later today at noon Eastern time well hopefully we'll talk a little Tennessee softball and continue to recount the 865 live event for Tennessee recruiting from over the weekend uh, this is locked on balls appreciate you guys.